In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we're in this series called God Pleasers. We're looking at another way that we can please God. In Hebrews 11:6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Now, God has said, you can't please me without faith. Now, he would be an unjust God if he didn't furnish us with the capability to please him. So we know that faith pleases him. And so when you and I got born again, the very attributes of God were put into your spirit. For example, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Amen. But also, the scripture tells us that he has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, that was not just written to the book of, uh, written to the Romans in Romans chapter 12, 3, but it was also written for you and I, because we're part of the same church, amen, the body of Christ that they were in Rome. So he instructs us now to think soberly concerning the measure of faith that he has given us. Romans 12, 3. Think soberly. Now, I got to thinking about that this morning a little bit. I think everyone needs to monitor where they are at in their walk of faith. You know, the Bible talks about exceedingly growing faith. Well, if your faith can grow, that's a good thing. But faith does not grow automatically. Just like the muscles in your body don't get strong automatically, the faith muscle in your heart does not get strong automatically. Now, I'm not going to go to the gym tomorrow, I'll guarantee you this, and try to bench press 450 pounds. You know, subtract the zero from it and I might make it. Not kidding. (laughs) And so I think sometimes that, that people have thought maybe that they're in a place of faith that they're not really because they heard a CD or perhaps, you know, they went to a seminar, whatever the case might be. And it's good to be inspired by those who have walked in faith for decades. As a matter of fact, we are to follow them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. But just because a certain so-and-so has gotten results beyond what you've gotten, don't be under condemnation. And by all means, don't compare your your faith with their faith. Why? Because we need to grow in faith. We need to understand and think soberly exactly about where we're at. I'd like to be further along than I am. I thank God where I'm at, but I'm not going to settle for where I'm at. Because I've determined in my heart to get stronger in faith. You can grow stronger in faith. And so that we can go from faith to faith... And thus go from victory to victory. Amen. And so it's very important um, that we don't uh, deceive ourselves into thinking we're somewhere where we're not. Amen. Am I clear on that? And really, only you can determine that. Only you can determine that. Faith oftentimes uh, is accommodated, if you will, or measured by what we've heard. What we've heard in the Word. And what we've acted upon or what we've done with what we've heard. As we act upon what we hear, your faith will increase. 
your faith will grow. Praise God. Now, thank God. Say it with me. I've been furnished with the God kind of faith. So we can please God by trusting Him, by living by faith. Paul, right into the church at Rome, in chapter, uh, Romans chapter 1, uh, 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel's good news. He said, I'm not ashamed of the good news of Christ. Interpret Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. So he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel, the good news, is the power of God unto what? Unto salvation, deliverance, wholeness, ad infinitum, definition, unto salvation, praise God, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now notice in verse 17, I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written... Who are the just? The just are those that have believed the gospel and this righteousness that you have received as a free gift is by faith. When the Bible says you're just, it means you're justified or you have been declared righteous or you are right in God's sight. And so he says, those of us who are the righteousness of God in Christ, those of us who have been justified shall live by Faith, And so faith then becomes a way of life. And we don't want to make it difficult. We're not talking about a works program here. Trusting God is simple. Just take God at His word. Amen. The Bible says we are saved by grace through faith. That not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. God has given us this precious gift of faith that's on the inside of us to be developed so that it may grow. Don't overcomplicate it. God never intended it for to be. In Proverbs, he says this, just trust in me. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That's where faith is. Faith is not of the head. Faith is not of the mind. Faith is of the heart. And it is with the heart that man believeth. In your heart. That means you believe God's word independent of what may be going on in your head. You believe God independent of what may be going on in your body or in your finances. With the heart, with your spirit, man, we believe God. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation or deliverance. So there is this heart And there is this mouth connection. For faith to operate in our lives, it must be in two places. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. And so we don't want to make it complicated. With the heart, man believeth, how can I do that? You're a believer. I said, you are a believer. And that's exactly what believers do. Believers believe God. Believers believe what God said. Say it with me. I am a believer. And I am not a doubter. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 17 in the Amplified Version. It says this. As it is written, the man who through faith is just. Hmm. 
The man who through faith is just and upright shall do what? Shall live, number one, and shall live by faith. What this is saying to me is this. Not only will you live by faith, but you will live. You will live. Say with me, I will live. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Anybody interested in living long and living strong? So it says, the just shall live by faith. It doesn't say that the just shall perish by faith. It doesn't say that the just shall go under by faith. It doesn't say that we shall be destroyed by faith. But we shall live. Friends, is it possible to live and not die? Is it possible for you to live above the fear and the oppression that is in this world system? Is it possible for us to live the life that Jesus came us to give, came to give us? It absolutely is. But how shall these things be? How are we going to live? How are we going to be debt free? How are we going to do things? With men it's impossible, but not with God. And he said this, all things are possible. All things. All things. Say with me, all things are possible to him that believeth. Who is it possible to? It's possible to you. It's possible to me when we believe God. If we are going to overcome, if we're going to live above the law of sin and death, if we're going to live above the pull of this world, live above sin, sickness, poverty, and lack, then we must be those ones who live and overcome by faith in Him. Say to me, I am an overcomer. Now, I like what the message translation says in 1 John chapter 5, 4. Look at this with me. It says this, For every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. Oh, I like that, don't you? It's the conquering power that brings the world that brings the law of sin and death to its knees. It is our faith in a faithful God. The just shall live by faith. With our faith, we can please God. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, For we, that's the just, shall walk We shall walk by faith and not by sight. Wow. Walking by faith and walking by sight are two different animals. There are two different ways of living. There's two different ways of talking. Those are two different ways of getting up in the morning. If you walk by sight, you may not get up. You may not want to get up. But oh, thank God, if you walk by faith, as soon as your feet hit the ground, you can say, thank God, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice 
I'm going to be glad in it. Hallelujah. Now, most of the world, and even a lot of Christians with unrenewed minds, live exactly what Paul was saying. They're walking by sight. But walking by faith is a way of life. I want you to say this. Somebody says, well, why do you have us say so many things while we're in church? Because it's how we roll. Faith needs to be expressed. Is that right, Pastor? Now, praise needs to be expressed. Faith needs to be expressed. So what do you say we make some expressions of faith this morning? Glory to God. Say this with me. I live. I walk. I operate. And I function not by what I see, but by what I believe. Yeah. What do you believe? What do you believe? Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. And His reports are good reports. He doesn't change His mind about you. When He said on Monday, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, on Tuesday, He doesn't say, oh man, that person's a bummer. When he says, you are my handiwork and you are my masterpiece on Wednesday, Thursday, he doesn't say, oh, brother. He'll never change his mind or change his word about you. So look then into the perfect law of liberty and be liberated. Be liberated from fear. Be liberated from low self-worth. I hear this in my spirit. T.L. Osborne used to say, we need a rebirth of self-worth. Amen? When you're talking about self, we're talking about your new self. You're a new creation. Come on, shout it with me. I'm born of God. And I am a new creation. In Christ Jesus. Glory to God. But most people are walking by sight. And this is something we got to monitor. I mean like every day of our lives. Because it's easy to be pulled out of the arena of faith into the arena of reasoning. And when we get over into the arena of reasoning, that's where Satan begins to fool with our heads. And that's where he begins to fool with our minds and brings all of his lies and all of his doubts and all of his fears. But oh, thank God, you have the ability to cast down imaginations. You have ability through the word, through the name, through the blood and by the power of the Holy Spirit to slap that sucker down and to keep him down under your feet. Well, Pastor Mark, I tell you, I've been there. I've been in the arena of reasoning for weeks now. Come on back. Make the decision. Get over back over here. Get back in the Word. It's not difficult. Just say bye-bye reasoning and hello, Word of God. Amen. Amen. Open your heart wide to what God's Word is saying. God uses His Word to create 
and to change things. Is there anything in your life that you would like to see changed? Then we must follow his example. The Bible says that we are to imitate God as dear children and to walk as he walked and to use our words to create and to use our words to change things. God's word never changes, but God's word in your heart and in your mouth changes things. It changes bodies. It changes minds. It changes relatives. So take this unchanging covenant that you have with a covenant-keeping God and look at those things that need to be changed and open your mouth wide and say what God's Word has said. And you'll have His cooperation. He will watch over His Word to perform it on your behalf. Amen. You think our nation needs our faith? Do you think our children need our faith? Is there anything that you can look out on the landscape of your life and say, that needs faith? My brothers and sisters, something needs to be said. Something needs to be released. We can talk all the doubt. We can talk all the fear about this, that, and the other. It's our choice. God has given us the free choice to either speak death or to speak life. He said that death and life are in the power of the tongue. But somebody says, I just got a bad report. Okay, the bad report is there. You don't deny that. When it says we're walking not by sight, we're not talking about denying the fact that there's something going on. But what we are doing is we are allowing God's word on the inside of us, praise God, to deny its right to take us down. And that's a big, huge difference. Say with me, I walk by faith and not by sight. And you should know this as well. Your faith doesn't know any uh, difference between whether you're here in California. It knows no, there's no limitations on where you can pray from and who you can pray for. You may have friends, you may have relatives all over the country that are going through it. But here's what you can do. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. I speak life over my family. I speak life over my relatives. I surround them right now with my faith. I surround them with my love. And I surround them with the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now here's another truth that we want to take a look at this morning. When we are living by faith, we're pleasing God. When we are walking by faith and not by sight... We can rejoice regardless of what's happening. In 1 Peter chapter 1, notice with me in verse 3 through 6. He said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us unto what kind of a hope? A living hope 
by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's something to rejoice about. Is it? Is it something to be happy about that Jesus was raised from the dead? And when he was raised, he raised you? We have a lively hope. We have a living hope because Jesus is alive. Amen. He is alive. And you are alive in him. Look at the next verse. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. How many of you would get real happy if you got a call tomorrow morning and says, Uncle Joe left you an inheritance of $500,000? I guarantee you, your living room wouldn't be big enough to hold you. Your attitude would not be, oh, okay, thanks, see you tomorrow. No, you'd want to find out all the details, when and where you can meet, so you can get that check for $500,000. Well, if we can get excited about a natural inheritance, how much more should we get excited about our inheritance that God's got for us here on earth and in heaven? Oh, come on, folks, give thanks unto the Father who has qualified you to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. So that's something to get happy about. He's alive. You're alive. And you have an inheritance. Next verse. Who are kept. Woohoo! We are kept by the power of God. Can you get happy about the fact that God's kept you? He sustained you. The accident didn't get you. The famine, come on. The famine didn't get you. The plague didn't get you. The flu didn't get you. They didn't come and take your house. They didn't take your car. He has kept you by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Oh, man, I know life ain't perfect. I know there's tests and there's trials, but he's alive. You're alive. You have an inheritance, and he's kept you by the power of God. Hallelujah. And if he's brought you this far, he's going to bring you all the way. If he's kept you last year, he's going to keep you this year. If he kept you in 1990, he's going to keep you in 2022. We serve a keeping God. We serve a faithful God. Woo, hallelujah. I'm kept. I'm kept. You're sustained. You're sustained. His keeping power is sustaining you. You woke up this morning with breath in your lungs. You woke up this morning with a song in your heart. You woke up this morning with a dance in your feet. You have been kept by the power of God unto salvation. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory! <laughs> We're kept by the power of God. That's right, Dale. You're kept by the power of God. You're sustained by the power of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. 
He's taken you this far. He's taken you this far. He's taken me this far. He's taken you this far. And he's going to take us all the way. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Amen. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. Yeah, but what about those that have left already? They made it. They made it. They didn't go to hell. They're in heaven. They're singing. They're shouting the victory. So let's get off the sad side of the street and let's live on Glad Avenue, right next to Glory Hallelujah Street. Woo! Come on, lift up your voice and give him praise today. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so he says, you're kept by the power of God through just simply trusting him. He's kept you this far. Just trust him to keep you today. Trust him to keep you tomorrow. Oh God, give us this day your daily sustaining power. Give us this day your daily overcoming power. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. Now notice this, wherein that you have a lively hope, wherein that you have an inheritance, wherein that you're kept by the power of God, wherein you greatly rejoice. We greatly rejoice. Though now for a season... How many of you know that seasons have an expiration date? Gallons of milk don't last forever. Come on, somebody. The attacks of the enemy don't last forever. It's got an expiration date. Hallelujah. Though now for a season, and don't you get under condemnation just because you're in that season right now. Lay aside the weight, lay aside the condemnation, and get happy and rejoice greatly because I'm working on your behalf. I'm on your side, I'm for you, and I'm in you to take you through to the other side. Woo, glory to God. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season... If need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. James said, my brothers and my sisters, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. I can't do that if I'm walking by sight. I can't do that if I'm just saturated with the pollution of doubt and fear that's out there in the world. We can only count it all joy. We can only rejoice greatly by looking at someone else. And by looking at something else. Fred Price paraphrases 2 Corinthians 4.18 and you can pull it up. He said this. While we do not look at the things which are perceived by the senses, but at the things which are not perceived by the senses. For because the things which are perceived by the senses are only temporary, very, very temporary. They're subject to change. But the things which are not perceived by the senses are eternal and they are everlasting. Folks, we serve an eternal God. And He's given us His eternal Word that is settled in heaven. 
And when we establish it here on the earth, and we have eyes to see and ears to hear, we'll not be moved by the sight, but we'll stay in the arena of faith. I can't afford to look at the things which are seen. I've got to look to the author and the finisher of my faith. We've got to consider Jesus. We've got to consider His Word. We've got to consider the covenant with a covenant-keeping God. And that will keep you strong. That will keep you full of joy. Here's what Job said. Listen to this. He said in Job, at destruction and at famine, I'm going to cry. At destruction and at famine, I'm going to fall apart. (laughs) Do that again. Ha, ha, ha. At destruction and at famine, thou shalt... So what that is doing, that's wherein you're greatly rejoicing. You can't laugh looking at the famine. Famine is not funny. It's not funny. How can you laugh? You can laugh if you can see something that's unseen with the eye of faith. It's possible to rejoice greatly when we're walking by faith. I can't see my miracle looking at the problem. Oh, the problem exists. Right? It may be true, but there's a higher reality. So find out what God's Word says about what you're dealing with and get over here and hold on to it. Don't throw your medicine away. Don't stop going to the doctor. Just keep praising God that you have the great physician that's working on your case. Amen? Amen. Don't throw your glasses away. Please. Just get over here. Trust God. Put your hand over your heart and say, I'm trusting God. I can't see my miracle looking at the problem. I can't see our debt freedom and this building paid off looking at the monthly payment. You got to see you healed before you be healed. You got to see you debt free before you be debt free. See, it has to do with vision. Vision. How does this vision come? Vision comes by spending time with the visionary. Lord, how do you see it? How do you see this? 
Commune with him, and what's in him and what's on him will get in you and on you. The scales will come off your eyes. You'll be able to sing that old song, I can see clearly now. Fog is gone. Thank you, Lord. Eyes to see. Ears to hear. Associate with those that you can trust and have proven ministries that are further along than you are. Follow their faith. But only follow them as they follow Jesus. I don't care who it is, whether it's PT or myself, if we stop following Jesus, get out of here. Spend time with the visionary. Spend time with other visionaries. Spend time in the Word of God. In closing, I think, look at Hebrews chapter 11. Well, no, I'm moving too quick. I better take a drink here. This is not vodka. Jane does not spike my water. So when you do spend time with the visionary and you fellowship with him and you stay in his word, you're well on your way to manifestation. And so you can rejoice. First Peter chapter 1, verse 8. Come and help me with the rest of this, honey. Let's give the first lady a big hand. <clears throat> All right. While you're on your way to manifestation, you can rejoice. Verse 8. Amen. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not. Yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you know what? If you're not rejoicing, what is that an indicator of? You're not believing. Faith needs to hear your voice rejoice. And we rejoice ahead of time. Why? Because we know the end result. We receive the end of our faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Now, here's what Moses did. <clears throat> In Hebrews 11:24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He could have been driving Ferraris. Yeah. Yeah. He could have had all the money he ever wanted. Yeah. But notice in verse 25, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for what? A season. Sin can be pleasurable for a season. But it has a sting. That's true. And Moses made the right choice. Yes, he did. Amen. All of a sudden, Moses discovered that the gold was not as glitterly, glittery as it looked. He discovered... <clears throat> that all of the things that he could partake in were not worth it. And it tells us in verse 26 why. Verse 26, read it with me. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Amen. Listen. He knew... That if he closed the door, there was a greater reward. And there are great rewards available to those who will live by faith and not by sight. Amen. Next verse, look at it. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seen him who is invisible. Amen. How did he endure? He saw something else. Woo, amen. How did Jesus endure the cross? Amen. He saw something else. That's right. Hebrews chapter 12 says in verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, Jesus, the author yeah. and the finisher of our faith, yeah. who for? The joy. The joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How did he get through the cross? He looked down through the eons of time. Come on. And he saw your face. Yeah. And he saw my face. Hallelujah. And he said, it's worth it for the joy. There's a joy if I endure this temporary suffering. And the joy is going to be multitudes upon multitudes shall come into the kingdom of my Father. Multitudes upon multitudes are going to receive this sacrifice where I am temporarily laying down my life. It brought him great joy to see the end result. That's what we just read in 1 Peter, that we endure these things because we know how it's going to turn out. And we're going to win. We win every single time. Even though there may be temporary setbacks, don't let a setback cause you to sit back. You go ahead and you rise up and you begin to rejoice knowing the end of your faith. What is it? Joy unspeakable 
and full of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand up, everybody. So look past the suffering. Yeah. Fix your eyes on him. See him who is invisible. Amen. (laughs) See your healing. See your dead freedom. See your family. Walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As you are standing up, let me share this scripture. As he was calling me over here, I just kept coming up in my heart. And I believe this is a word for somebody. It's in Psalms 34, verse 5. In the Amplified, it says, They looked to him, and they were radiant. Their faces were never blushed with shame, and they will not be confused. Somebody in here has been dealing with confusion, and you've been taking the thoughts of the enemy. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. So to put a close, stop that confusion. Stop looking at the media. Stop looking at some things that you're looking at. Stop looking at the symptoms in your body. You'll get confused and you'll start saying, well, is Jesus really my healer? Stop looking at all of the death that may be staring you in the face because the thoughts will come. Well, did he really say that he meets all of our needs according to his his riches in glory. This verse says they looked unto Jesus and their faces were radiant and they were not confused. Looking unto Jesus and looking into his word of word settles the issue and it closes the door to confusion. We look unto him. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Praise the Lord.